do that anytime that you feel the Lord dealing with you throughout this service. You just come and you seek the Lord until He lets you know you've been saved. And uh, You pray for me tonight, church. I, I need the Lord's help. And so please pray for me uh, that the Lord will just give me exactly what we need tonight. And uh, it would be pleasing to the Lord and it will help you that may be lost and it will help us that are saved as well. <clears throat> if you'd like to follow along, we're going to begin reading in Genesis chapter 6, Genesis chapter 6, a familiar reading lesson, and verse 1 is where we're going to begin reading, and the thought that's on our heart tonight is all aboard, a little different, but that's what the Lord's put on my heart tonight, all aboard, are you aboard tonight, I'm sure glad I'm on board. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, they bare children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw the wickedness of man that was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. I want to stop there for just a moment just to get us a... Uh, an understanding of where we're at today. Uh, at this time period, my understanding, uh, it had never rained before. If you read the original uh, there in Genesis, the first chapter, the Bible teaches us that the waters were divided from the waters. I believe there was a great protection of water that went around the whole earth that God had protected it in a way where people could live and live very long and they uh, could have very good, strong lives and that's the way God designed it, but at this time he was looking down and he can see all that's taking place in the world. He sees what's going on here, he knows what's here tonight, he knows what's been going on in this world ever since this time period. He knows exactly what it is and he says the sons of God went into the daughters of men. Most likely that was probably uh, the, the sons of Seth, those that were taught right, those that uh, should have known the truth, they went uh, toward the daughters of Cain and they went after a worldly women that didn't believe the Lord like they should and it got them in a lot of trouble what it did said there were giants in the land most likely those were tyrants or men that just uh, uh, got themselves into everything tried to run the, uh, run the world and listen God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. Well, what does that mean? Well, not did God think that he was, uh, he was trying to backpedal maybe what he did. He was sorry for the way that his creation has acted. He's sorry for the way that He had made them to be able to live in this world and the way that man has reciprocated God's goodness in rejecting Him and living such sinful lives. 
It repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. And I like this verse, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I can say that tonight. I have found grace in the eyes of the Lord. you know what grace is? Not anything you work for. Not anything you pay for. Grace is unmerited favor. It's something that God graciously gives you that you don't deserve. It's His unmerited favor that He has allowed you to be here tonight. To hear the sound of the gospel. To hear the message of Jesus Christ. That you might be saved by God's marvelous grace. He's granted you mercy tonight. And He's still extending grace for those that will desire Him above all else. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. He had a close fellowship with God. I believe Noah was a saved man. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God. And how the earth was filled with violence. Now that word corrupt, it means it's, uh, it was depraved. Uh, it was tainted with wickedness. It was vitiated. And that word vitiated means it was impure. Uh, it was defective. And it was void. You have something defective. Maybe you went to the store and you buy something. And you bought uh, something that you expected to work a certain way. But it was defective. It it wasn't useful anymore. You couldn't use it. What do you do with that? You throw it away, don't you? It's not useful to you. You see, that's what the earth was to God at this time. It was defective to Him. It was void to Him. There was no use that had uh, been bringing to Him. Only Noah and his family there were pleasing the Lord. It's dangerous, but that's the way that it was. The earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. God looked upon the earth and behold it was corrupt and be, uh, for all flesh had corrupted His way upon the earth. God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me for the earth is filled with violence through them and behold I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, the breadth fifty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. Uh, People say that that was somewhere probably around, I would say, 450 to 550 in length. It was very long. That's how uh, 550 feet roughly in length, and... Uh, It was about 91 feet tall and, uh, I mean, 91 feet wide and about 47 feet tall. It was a great and large ark. And uh, this church would have even uh, fit inside of it just about. And it was a whole lot bigger than you could even imagine. But God told him he was 500 years old at the time. uh, And that's even, uh, we can't even comprehend that, that a man would even be 500 years old. But he was. And God told him, Noah... I want you to build an ark. I want you to build an ark for the saving of your family. And I happen to believe for the saving of anybody that would be willing to get on board. I really do. 
I feel like that He made a way for anybody and everybody that needed to get on. I believe that's why it was so big for one one reason. God made a way for them to be able to get on. A window shalt thou make into the side of that, excuse me, a window shalt thou make to the ark. And in a cubit shalt thou finish it above and set the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with the lower, second, and the third stories shalt thou make it. It had three stories inside of it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. I want to repeat that. And everything that is in the earth shall die. When God says something, it's the truth. That's what's going to happen. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee, and of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort, shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive. With thee they shall be male and female, of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come in unto thee to keep them alive, and take thou uh, unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for the food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Noah was following the Lord. What would you do as a saved individual when God says, go build a boat? Go build a boat, but build an ark. Build it right there on the dry ground and build it uh, not anywhere necessarily near water, but you build it uh, because I'm going to send a flood. I'm going to bring rain. Well, one of our questions might be, what is rain? What is rain? Because it had never rained before. Uh, but God let him know it was going to happen. And so you know what he did? He moved with faith to please God. He believed God. I want you to know tonight, if you'll ever be saved, you must believe God. You've got to believe Him with all your heart. And Noah believed God. And he was blessed because of that. He was blessed because of that. In the seventh chapter... <clears throat> I know you probably drank out of that this morning, brother, but I don't really care. I'll drink it anyways. I love you. That's right. Chapter 7. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. You know what God said? He said, All aboard! All aboard! Get on board. Aren't you glad that God spoke that to you one night? One day, I'm glad he did that to me. He said, son, I'm passing by. You get on board. And I got on board. I knew that there was a one opportunity. I knew that I had at least one chance. And I might not have another. So God said, you get on board. I want you to think about this tonight. This is Jesus. He's the only opportunity you have to get to heaven. He's the only way. He's just like this ark of safety was for Noah and his family. He's the only way. And God is passing by at least one more time. And He says, all aboard, get on board the ship. Because I'm taking those to be with me home one day after a while. 
He says, get on board while you got time. An opportunity. I'm glad that when he told me to get on board, I got on board. Now, I couldn't get on there myself. The Lord had to help me. He had to show me who that he was. I had to believe in him. But he's the one. He made a way for me. And I trusted in him. And he placed me in the ark of safety, which is Jesus Christ. You'll be in no safer place than the ark of Jesus. I promise you that. Listen, God told them to get on board. I want you to think about those trains. Uh, You know, they may not do that anymore. But years ago, I reckon they used to. When people would gather around, they had their ticket and the train was getting ready to leave. Passing over to somewhere else. Uh, The man would yell out, all aboard, get on board. Oh, uh, she's fixing to take off. I have a feeling it won't be long. At the old gospel, a good old gospel ship, she's fixing to do, do her last sail, Brother Casey. And I'm glad to be on board of the old ship of Zion because the Lord saved my soul. He placed me in His church, and I'm going home one of these days. After a while, I hope you are too. Now listen, He says, Come now, and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Aren't you glad that even in this generation, in this sinful and adulterous generation, I found the Lord. Even in the midst of this wicked and crooked generation, you can still be saved even tonight. God is still, the door of mercy is still open. He said, of every clean beast, thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and a beast that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air, of by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. As I was studying and meditating upon this, you sometimes wonder, well, why did God only take two on the ark? Of every kind of individual, He took a male and He took a female to put them there on the ark. You know, God was looking out even, it seems like, for, uh, for Noah and his family. If all those animals, if there were uh, just a multitude of animals that were there, they might overtake man. But God has always meant for men to have dominion over the animals. He's always meant uh, for them to be able to rule over the animals. This mess where uh, kids and people are saying that they're animals, that's just foolishness. God's made a male and female. Now listen. It was bad in Noah's day. It was really bad. It was sinful. It was wicked. The Bible teaches us that every imagination of the heart of man was only evil continually. It says that they were marrying and giving in marriage. But you know what? At least it seems at this time period, men were marrying women and women were marrying men. We live in a day and age where it tries to be so-called men marrying men and women marrying women. That's where we live. You think it was bad then? I believe it's bad now. I really do. That's wrong. That's not right. That's not the way God designed it. In the, in the Garden of Eden, He made male and female. Made He them. Listen. God told him. He says, you take of these clean animals. He had the two by two and then He took more of these clean animals. I believe Noah was still going to keep worshiping the Lord even on the ark. And he was going to keep worshiping the Lord when he got off the ark. He had those sacrifices there to point to the Lamb of God. 
to come to take away the sin of the world. He says, for yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth. Forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Bible teaches me and Peter says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. If I knew that I only had seven more days to warn people to get on the ark, God told Noah, you get on board. Can you just hear the sound and the warning going out? As he let out the warning for all that time, he hammered away. Some hundred or 120 years, he worked on that ark and he built that. And the people, they looked by and they said, there's old crazy Noah still building that old silly looking ark or building whatever it is. We have no idea what it is. Don't know what he's talking about. There's old crazy Noah. Crazy Noah, you know what he's doing? I believe he's preaching Jesus, I believe. Because you can't preach righteousness without the righteous Son of God. He is the picture of righteousness. He is righteousness. I believe he was preaching the truth. Telling people, this is an ark and you need to get on board. But ultimately, you need to be ready to meet God. You need to be prepared to meet God. Seven days. I'm afraid we're living in last days, folks. I'm afraid we're living in the last days according to the signs of the times we find in the Scripture. And we look at the condition of the world in Noah's day and age and the wickedness. I mean, even look at the condition of God's people. And don't we realize that there's just not a whole lot of time left. Seven days. And I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all the Lord commanded him. And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth, and Noah went in, his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood, and of clean beasts, and of beasts that are not clean, and of fowls, and of every thing that creepeth upon the earth, there went in two and two into Noah into the ark, the male and the female, and as God had commanded Noah. I don't think Noah was out there lassoing. I don't think he was out there trying to push him. I think God prepared the two, a male and a female, and they went right on board because they knew who their maker was. They knew that. Isn't it a shame today that even God's creation of the rocks and the mountains and the trees and the birds and everything around us, it recognizes who its creator is and it honors Him and His greatest creation. Mankind will not even reverence Him and humble themselves down and bow before a holy God. It's a shame. It's such a shame. Listen, you need to know who He is and you need to come to Him. It says, and went in two and two into Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. It came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. God said it and it happened. It happened. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventh day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep broken up, 
and the windows of heaven were open. How there was a water springs in the depths of the earth that God brought up. And the windows of heaven were open. That uh, perfect uh, water uh, that had protected the earth. God began to pour it out upon this earth. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast after his kind and all the cattle after their kind and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and every fowl after his kind and every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah and to the ark. Two and two of all flesh wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in went in male and female of all flesh as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. You hear that? And the Lord shut him in. I'm so glad that tonight the Lord saved my soul. He sealed the deal. Sealed the deal. What do you mean by that? He stamped it with his seal of approval by his Holy Spirit. We are sealed unto the day of redemption. Not only does the king stamp it with the king's seal with his approval, which is the Holy Spirit of God. It's sealed and completely protected and it's taken care of and I'll make it home because God has sealed it. He's got it in his care and his protection. And Jesus said, No man can pluck you out of the Father's hand. No man. You're there. You're taken care of. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered 15 cubits upward. How did the water prevail? Some 22 feet and the mountains were covered. Can you imagine? I've been to Alaska before and it's a beautiful sight. Seeing all those big, tall, beautiful snow-capped mountains, I can't fathom. As God began to pour out all the water upon this earth and even the mountains began to be covered. It was all covered. The whole earth was covered. Because God said that He would do it, and that's exactly what He did. He made it. He has every right to destroy it, and that's what He did. He destroyed it. And all flesh died that were moved upon the earth, both of the fowl and of the cattle and of the beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land, died. And every living substance that was destroyed, uh, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive. And they that were with him in the ark, and the waters prevailed upon the earth in 150 days. God told Noah, get on board. Get on board. What would have happened if Noah would have said, Lord, I I just can't yet. There's too many people out here. There's too many people that are not listening. They're not ready. They're not doing what they need to do. You know what? I had to get on board for myself. I couldn't get on board for you. 
I can't make you to trust in the Lord Jesus and believe Him with all your heart and repent to God's satisfaction. You have to get on board yourself. You're the only one that's got the ticket. Jesus has paid your fare to go to heaven. He has made a way through His death, through His burial, through His resurrection. He's died so that you can be saved. You have the ticket in hand, but if you don't go cash it in, it'll do you no good. Do you no good. You've got to take it back to the Master. Look to Him. Trust in Him. You've got to get on board. You need to get on board and you need to get on board tonight is what you need to do. This might be your last chance. I don't know if we'll keep going on in revival. If we do, to God be the glory. If we don't, I don't know. But this might be your last chance to seek the Lord and be saved. You may not ever have another opportunity like this to be able to seek the Lord. Now listen what the scripture says. Not about a great flood anymore. You see, God, after this flood... The waters eventually dried up. The rain stopped. God made a way and Noah and his family, they went off the ark and God took care of them. But you know what he did? He put a a beautiful rainbow in the sky saying, I'll never destroy this world by water again. But you know what it is? It's a promise that he's going to destroy it by fire. He's not going to destroy it by water. He made that promise. But he is going to destroy it by fire one of these days. Listen, when's that coming? I don't know. Don't don't listen to people that tell you, well, it's going to happen on such and such date at such and such time. People have been trying to predict that for quite some time. None of us know the exact day or the exact hour or the exact moment when the father's going to look over to his son and say, son, you go bring my children home. Nobody knows the exact moment. All we know is what Jesus told us, that to look at the signs of the times of the day in which you're living in. God gave Noah and the people of that time period some 100 to 120 years how to make things right, to get prepared. That seems like a lot of time, doesn't it? Seems like a lot of ample opportunities for people to heed the warning of the good man of God that was so faithful that he built a huge ark to save all those people. How many listen? Eight. We don't need to be discouraged, church, when there may just be a few that'll listen. There's always only just been a few. There's always just been a remnant that God, according to the overall whole, it's a shame. It's sad that it's, it's just a straight and narrow gate and there's only going to be a few that are in. But oh, thank the Lord to be in the few. Thank the Lord to be in the few. Now listen, the Matthew, the 24th chapter, and the 36th verse says, if you want to turn and follow there, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Same way. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And I already told you earlier, at least male was marrying female, and female was marrying male. At least 
They got that right. Today, people can't even get that right. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. I often think about this. You know who's probably working in the field together? Probably family members. Probably parents with children. Children with grandparents. Best friends. Co-workers. Kindred and loved ones. They're working the field together. You know what will happen that day? Those that are prepared and ready will be gone. We'll be gone. The Lord tells us that we'll not prevent them that are asleep. And those that are in the dead, a dead in Christ shall rise first. And we'll all be changed. But those that are saved, we're going to meet the Lord in the air in the twinkling of an eye. And you that are left behind will be here for the destruction of this world. Hang on me with water this time. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. Grinding out that corn. One shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. That means be awake. Be ready. But know this that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would have come. Would come he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. It's a shame. It's a shame when saved people that know the Lord in the free pardon of sin don't care enough about their children to get them under the true sound of the gospel. That's a shame. But that's the day we're living in, folks. It's supposed to be the good man of the house that cares enough about their children, about their loved ones. And I'm preaching to me tonight that cares about their neighbors and friends that they want to tell them to flee from the wrath to come just like Noah did. And they probably won't listen, but we need to tell them anyways. Because there'll be a few that will. And just like Brother Casey said, it'll be worth it for that one last soul that gets on board. It'll be worth it. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is that faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? One of my Bibles, many of them that I've used, wore out, tried to, I wrote beside it, me. I'm responsible to make sure my family is under the sound of the gospel, and you are too. Make sure they hear the truth. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. Think about Noah. If Noah had not heeded, you and I wouldn't be here today. Wouldn't be here. That'd been it. But you know what? Noah listened. And because of that, we're here today. Because of Noah listened through his lineage. Yeah, he had to be through his family's lineage. The Lord Jesus came into this world. Because he listened to God. Listen. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. 
Just like those people did that said, there's old crazy Noah. He's saying again, there's a flood coming, there's rivers coming, there's a water's going to fall from heaven. And they didn't listen. But you know what? They believed Noah when the waters began to get up around their ankles and get around their eyes and they were beating on that door, clawing and begging any way possible, but they couldn't get in because God had sealed the door. Sealed the door. What a shame. Thank the Lord that door of mercy is still open and He's Jesus. That's who He is. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There's still an opportunity for you to be saved. But one of these days, God is going to shut that door one last time. And it'll be sealed. I don't believe uh, you can take scriptures out of context if you want to and say that Jesus is going to come down here and be here for a while and just get a certain amount of people uh, that they might be able and all Israel to be saved. All Israel, the true spiritual Israel that's been born again will be saved. Those that have been circumcised of the heart. Listen, when he says it's finished, it's done. He's already set up His kingdom. You're looking at her right here tonight. Uh, She's here. She's working. She's alive. And she's uh, broken pieces and spread over all the earth just like it tells us in Daniel. She's here. He's not going to come up and set up another earthly kingdom. Don't take these things out of context. When the Lord says it's it, that's it. You're not going to get another chance. Not going to get another opportunity. Listen. But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and to drink with the drunken. Probably what most of the world is doing today, doing tonight. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Only place I know about that there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth is hell. Those that aren't ready, that aren't on board, that's where you're headed. Where you're headed if you don't make peace with God. Seek the Lord while you got time and opportunity. I want to read a few more verses of Scripture if the Lord will help us. That you might get on board tonight with the Lord Jesus while you got time and opportunity. Second Peter in the third chapter. He says this, this second epistle, beloved, now I write, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. Scoffers, people that are mocking at the preaching of the gospel. People that will mock and say, Jesus ain't coming back tonight. He's not coming back in my lifetime. One of these days, He's going to come back. And all those mockers will not be mocking anymore because every eye shall behold Him. Every eye shall behold Him says this will happen in the last days. And saying, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willingly 
are ignorant of. You're trying to just uh, shut it off and just ignore what happened uh, to this world. Uh, And people have made up uh, religions of Scientology and religions of worshiping all the things of this world uh, saying that we evolved from things. I want you to know uh, even history and scientists uh, it proves that there was a flood uh, by all these fossils that are all around this world in places that you can't even imagine that it just proves that there was a great flood that happened. It proves it. They want to dispel it and they want to uh, say that uh, we, uh, we evolved from billions and millions of years. They do that because they're willfully ignorant of God. They don't want to know. They will. They will. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. It was completely engulfed with water. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire, not water this time, against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. I, don't, I can't fathom how bad it must have been at that time period for God to look at the wickedness of the world and say that it grieved Him in His heart that every imagination of the heart of man was only evil continually because I see how bad that it is right now, folks. Look at what they're trying to teach our children today. They're trying to indoctrinate our children uh, to make them be something that they're not. They're trying to uh, just give these little messages even on their cartoons uh, to try to twist their mind into thinking them to be something they're not. Folks, we're living in sinful, perilous times. We're living in the last days according to the word of the Lord. And you say, well, it's been the last days for 2,000 years. It has. And there's a reason. There's a reason. And I'm glad for it. Listen. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years is one day. Even though the Lord Jesus has ascended up into heaven some 2,000 years ago. It's just like he's been gone a couple of days according to God's time. It doesn't, time doesn't revolve around him. He is before and after time. He is above that. The reason that time is still continuing is because of this. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. He will carry out his promise just like he did in Noah's day. He's going to carry it out. As some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come repentance. Boy, I can hear Brother Peter preaching and teaching about this. I can hear him over there just telling people, you need to get ready. Jesus, I watched him ascend up into heaven. I watched him die on a cross. I've uh, I've seen him. I know he's risen again. I know he, I watched him go away on that glory cloud. There was two angels that stood by and said, why are you looking up into heaven? Get busy. You need to do what I've called you to do. There's just a little bit of time left. 
So you know what he did? He sent out a warning and said, God, he's not slacking his promises. He made a promise he's going to destroy this world. And one of these days could be tonight he's going to destroy it. He's going to destroy it. Oh, that people would flee from the wrath to come. But the day of the Lord will come. It's a promise from God. It will come as a thief in the night. You're not going to expect it. You're not going to know it. And I want you to know this. Just because you as one individual are expecting God to come back, you're not going to keep God from coming back. You see, as a whole, the world today, they're not expecting it. As a whole, He's going to come back when all least expect it. He's coming back. But of the day, the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up, even down to the smallest elements, atoms, every little thing, completely obliterated, burned up. You see, before, it's like he cleansed the world. He, he allowed that water to just wash everything, and it was, it was cleansed from all the wickedness, all the sin. Uh, it seemed as it was uh, uh, removed from that. We know that only sin can be removed by Jesus, but I want you to get a picture of what He did to this world. He still allowed uh, the birds to come and uh, to the grass to grow and things to grow, come back to life and for humans to continue to live here. This fire that's going to come from heaven, it's going to come and it's going to wipe out everything. It's going to wipe out this building we're standing in. It's going to wipe out the ground that's underneath our feet. It's going to wipe out every individual that's here. Everything. It's going to completely burn. He's going to destroy it all. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. Completely dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasting into the coming of the day of God. Wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. You know why? Because we're on board. We've been saved by God's grace. Those that have been born again, those that know the Lord in the free pardon of sin, when he came passing by our heart, let us know we were not on board. That's what he'll do for you. If he deals with your heart, he'll tell you, you are not on board. You're not on the ark. He'll let you know that. So what do you do? First off, you've got to find the ark, which is Jesus. You need to feel after him, seek out after him, pray to him. We tried to preach about listening to the voice of God. Even last night, I believe it was. You need to listen and feel after him, and you can find him. Though he be not far from every one of us, is what the Apostle Paul said there on Mars Hill. Feel after him. Find the ark. Find Jesus. Get on board. Trust in him with all your heart. Repent of your sins. You say, I'm not a sinner. Everybody here tonight is a sinner. Everybody in this world is a sinner. Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every person, but call even Noah 
He was still, uh, he was a good man. He was an upright man, but he was still a sinner. He sinned when he got off the boat. Made mistakes. Everybody is a sinner except for Jesus. He was the only one. He lived a perfect sinless life. And he did that so that he could take your sins, and my sins, and nail them to his cross. Lay them in the grave. Resurrected that third day all so that I and you could be saved. He did that for you. You need to repent to God and believe in the Lord Jesus. You can be saved tonight. You can know that even when that day comes, the trump of God sounds. Time shall be no more. You know what we that are God's children will be saying? Deliverance has come. Deliverance, I believe, will be ready to wave those palms of victory. Hosanna! Deliverance has come. He's coming to get me. I'm going home to be with the Lord. I'm not a bit afraid of that day. Not for me. I'm afraid for you. Oh, when the Lord comes back, I'm looking forward to it when He comes and calls me home because I know that He's going to take me to be with Him because I'm on board. I know I'm ready. Whether I leave the walks of this life, if I don't make it home tonight, I promise you, according to what God has done in my heart, according to the Word of the Lord, what I know in my heart, I'm going to heaven one day after a while because of what He's done for me. I hope you know that tonight. What do you need to do? You need to look to the Lord. Jesus started out in His ministry, and you know what He preached? He preached the same thing John the Baptist preached. preached the same thing we're trying to preach. He preached here in the 15th verse of the first chapter of Mark. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Still is, right here. Repent ye and believe the gospel. You need to repent. Believe the gospel. You need to turn away from everything you've been holding on to, everything you've been trying to figure out, work out in your mind, trying to twist this and twist that. Just forget about it all and just go to the Lord. He'll help you. He'll help you to repent. He'll help you to believe. And then when you've done all you can do, He'll do the saving. He does it all, really. I don't know why why we toil so much. Why we try so hard. You see, He'll draw you. He'll convict you. He'll get you to the place where you repent. He'll help you believe. And then when it's all said and done, He saves you. All we really do is come to Him. That's all we really do. Don't complicate this thing. Just come to Jesus. Come to Him and seek Him with all your heart. If you're here tonight and you're lost, don't burn because this might be your last opportunity. Let's have a song if we can. Won't you get on board? Won't you get on board? The conductor's calling one last time. Oh, conductor, all aboard. I'm glad I answered that call when He called me. Get on board with Jesus. Book 241. 241. Let's all stand. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one.